Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. Boys America listeners, welcome to my 514th ever show of all around sports. Reach Monday at noon Eastern Time. We broadcast live to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened last week and what's ahead for this week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. And we'll start with the highlights of the week, which is the city of Boston, where I lived for decades, having one of those rare but beloved days yesterday with the Bruins and Celtics each winning huge games on the road to both go up 3-1 in their series. And, oh, by the way, the Red Sox won as well. So just a great day. <laughs> excuse me, in Boston, and having lived there so often, there's just nothing like it. The only thing that is possibly better is if one, and sometimes even both, believe it or not, teams are at home in a playoff series. So I'll start with the Bruins. Uh, We all know they had the most wins ever in the history of hockey, most points ever in the history of hockey, and... They won game one against the Florida Panthers uh, up at the Garden and then were thrashed and embarrassed in game two at the Garden. So for them to go into Florida against a very good Panthers team without Patrice Bergeron, that's practically like saying the Patriots without Tom Brady. So without Patrice Bergeron and David Krejci, they're two veteran leaders uh, didn't even make the trip uh, to Florida and for them to go down there and win both games in Florida to go up 3-1 was just spectacular if I didn't get it before what a fabulous team they are I certainly get it now Uh, that was an all-time gut check uh yeah, feel good about them heading back to the Garden for Game 5. Uh, they simply, uh, you know, they may have broken the Panthers' back. The series has been really, really chippy. Uh, the game yesterday afternoon was uh, interesting in that uh, the Bruins goalie, uh, Matthew Tachuk, the superstar of the Panthers uh, went after the Bruins goalie, uh, Linus Olmark, who literally threw his gloves up and took off his gloves, took off his helmet, and was ready to fight. And you could tell the entire team loved it. This was in the closing minutes of the game. You could tell all his teammates absolutely loved it. That's the kind of a moment, maybe, 
where you can look back on, depending on how far they go, and say, you know, that was the moment where the team really, truly got galvanized for what will need to be a long playoff run. Uh, given their great season, they have to win the cup, you know, and they seem to be on a mission to do so. Uh, this spectacular regular season they've had is simply, uh, you, you know, meaningless, quite frankly, uh, or near meaningless. I shouldn't say meaningless, near meaningless. Uh, again, I've compared them in the past couple of weeks to the 2007 Patriots, who went undefeated in the regular season, won their two playoff games. I have, I'm a, to, still a Patriots season ticket member, and I was there for all the, every game that year. And uh, you know, it was magical until they got to Phoenix and lost to the Giants. We all remember that game. And uh, so, yeah. So the, I, I see the Bruins in a very similar situation. Um, but if they do win the Cup, given the regular season records they just established, uh, I, think you, I think they will be the greatest team for one year in the history of hockey. Period. Hands down. Um, so that's a, a lofty... Uh, goal, to put it mildly, but it feels like, based on what I saw down in Florida the last two games, that, uh, you know, they're ready. Uh, they're ready for this challenge, and it's a big one. It's a big one. Chasing history in sports, uh, there's no pressure like that pressure. Um, they And they obviously had the pressure coming in, and there was a lot of angst after game two up in Boston, where again, they got beat badly and, uh, the way they recovered is just, uh, so impressive, so impressive. So it's going to be fun to say the least. Uh, and we shall see how it all plays out. Game five is, uh, back in Boston on Wednesday night, 7 PM Eastern, I believe. And that'll be must-see TV, and there's a lot of competition these days for must-see TV and what is arguably the best couple weeks of the year, as I've said often on the show, uh, all the t- except for uh, the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> all the games are, you, you know, the maximum amount of games in both sports, hockey and NBA, are underway. Great storylines across the board. We're going to get into all of them. And, uh, but the Bruins. So now let's move on to the Celtics who played last night down in Atlanta. Celtics won the first two at home as they should. Uh, and Atlanta won game three, uh, in Atlanta game four was yesterday and the Celtics just looked again, like the Bruins just so impressive going down there. They were clearly the superior team. Jalen Brown finally took off his mask and went from having a poor start in the game to dominating the game. Um, But, boy, they're a fun team to watch. They're just out, you know, they're just always in motion, long length of the court type passes, just always, always, always moving the ball up the court. Uh, Love to shoot threes. We all know that. Jason Tatum certifiable superstar 
He may not win the MVP this year, but he's, uh, I'd say, top five best players in the league. And Jalen Brown is terrific as well. So, uh, But it's the bench depth. Malcolm Brogdon was named sixth man of the year, which is just reflective of their bench play. Um, and they just keep on coming. They just keep on coming and running. So let's not forget, um, they're on a quest to wrap up their unfinished business from last year where they lost to the Warriors in the NBA Finals. Uh, So they're uh, on a mission, like the Bruins, to uh, win the NBA championship, and they certainly have the goods to do it. Um, So it is going to be fun to see how that turns out. Again, I've spent uh, decades in Boston and there's just nothing like it this time of year. And uh, this may be somewhat of a year like no other that I can remember in that uh, both teams are, I dare I say, favorites. I mean, clearly the Bruins are the favorites to win the Stanley Cup. That's inarguable after their spectacular regular season. And, uh, and the Celtics are at least, in the top three of favorites to win the NBA championship. It's, uh, so, uh, it's rare air for both teams right now and for the city of Boston. Uh, and we all know that, uh, their rabid fans are just about as good as it gets, uh, to say the least. Uh, so it is going to be fun. Um, the Celtics next game. Let me check here is I believe, uh, it's coming right up here. It's only a matter of, is it, they're Tuesday, they're tomorrow night. Um, so Boston will be cooking a couple of home games, Bruins Celtics in the playoffs, both with a chance to close out their series, both ahead three, one in their series. Well, my bizarre story of the week is Steph Curry, almost giving the game away. If you had to pick the least likely player in the NBA to potentially uh, make mistakes that uh, could give a playoff game away, a critical playoff game in that fabulous series they're having with the Sacramento Kings, it'd be Steph. Obviously, he's as good a shooter as, as he is. He, like Tom Brady, one of his top qualities, this is intellect. He's smart. Uh we all know that he called a timeout that they didn't have. They were out of timeout. He called a timeout, and the Kings got a technical shot, made the tech, made the made the shot, got the ball. Suddenly, it was a one-point game. Steph went down and put one up uh, from around the foul line. Didn't go. He hit, he could have killed a little more time off the clock. Kings had the ball with ten seconds left. Could not score. Harrison Barnes missed. A three-pointer a three after uh, Draymond come in to uh, help out on uh, Fox. Um, just a spectacular player, De'Aaron Fox for the Kings, who had an unbelievable game, 38, something like that. He's had an unbelievable series. And the nation now knows who he is. That's for darn sure. And, uh, but, he, you know, he passed over to Harrison Barnes, who was open because, again, Draymond closed on him, so he was double-teamed. And uh, Harrison Barnes just missed an open three-pointer that would have won the game. 
Uh, it was a, a pass fail. You make the, you make it when you lose it. You don't because it was only, it was at the buzzer. So, but those two teams are just putting on a show. It's spectacular to watch. Um, and, uh, just can't wait. Everybody's been saying, and I would agree wholeheartedly. It feels like, uh, it's going seven. Uh, the Warriors have to win a game in Sacramento to win the series. It's tied two two. Um, both teams have won both games on their home floor. Uh, the Warriors horrible road team, oddly enough, given their recent history and just the, they've just had a horrible year on the road, but so they have to win a game in Sacramento and Sacramento is just plays so well, but you can't overlook the championship DNA of the Warriors and their ability to go in and win a game. Game five could be just unbelievable because that's the game the Warriors really want to win. They don't want it to go to seven. Anything can happen. We all know that. Um, and you have to assume, regardless, win or lose game five, they're going to win game six in in uh, San Francisco because they won both games. And in game three, Draymond Green didn't even play, suspended. <clears throat> so it's all teed up uh, for just, uh, it's the best of three now for just a spectacular two or three games coming up. Uh, the flip side of what I said, of course, is if the Warriors can pull out a victory in Sacramento, uh, then, of course, they're going home with a chance to close it out in game six. And you have to believe they would do just that. But it's not a given. We saw how well Sacramento played. They were down, came back. And again, Harrison Burns hits that shot. Uh they're heading back to Sacramento and with a 3-1 lead with the King and the Kings have a chance to close it out against the defending champions. So, uh, that is again, must see TV game five to say the least. So now let's take our break and still have a lot more to get to on the other side. So don't go anywhere. Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Bright Horizons College Coach, a team of former admissions and financial aid officers, the show takes a deep dive on subjects such as choosing the best essay topic, negotiating merit aid, and navigating the common app. Listeners will learn what really goes into college acceptance decisions from the experts who used to make them. New episodes drop Thursdays on the Voice America Variety Channel. Do you know that over 70% of Americans with severe disabilities are unemployed? Are you one of the 2.5 million Americans with epilepsy? If you are or know someone struggling with these issues, tune in to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. On the show, Joyce will discuss these issues as well as others. She will have on nationally known guests that will offer helpful insight on disability matters and let you, the listener, call in with your questions and concerns. So if you struggle with a disability or know someone who does, listen to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. Heard every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific time here on voiceamerica.com as humans we suffer when we believe we are not good enough 
We are taught we must be better, look better, try harder, and achieve more. We cope with the stress and disappointment of life in ways that make us feel worse and keep us stuck in a cycle of unworthiness. We don't have to live this way. You don't have to live this way. Kirsten and her guests will share how self-acceptance and unconditional self-love can help you break this cycle and find freedom. Listen to Giraffe Tango Octopus, Freedom for Humans, with Kirsten Johansson, Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. listening to all around sports with your host john inglesby become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788 that's 1-866-472-5788 or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net now back to the show where's america listeners welcome back to segment two of all around sports and I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And since I ended the previous first segment talking about the NBA, I'm going to stick with it. I, of course, was talking about that spectacular, riveting uh, game yesterday between the Warriors and the Sacramento Kings, Game 5 coming up, series tied 2-2. But of course, uh, this being the great time of year that it is, we have a whole lot of other games going on, and one that has you know, a lot of sizzle to it is uh, the Grizzlies and the Lakers. Lakers are up 2-1, and of course I'm talking about Dylan Brooks, uh, and LeBron drama. D- Dylan Brooks, in my opinion, is his way out of his league trying to, uh, <laughs> you know, in any way get LeBron fired up. Uh, you don't want LeBron, LeBron <laughs> on a mission. And Dylan Brooks, who was ejected from the game after having a horrible game, this follows all his talking where he called LeBron old. Uh, utterly ridiculous statement. He may be old, but he's not playing like he's old. He's playing like we've always seen him play from day one, from since high school. Uh, dominant, one of the great players in history. So Dylan Brooks, way, way, way out of his league. And most importantly, he, with all his talking, he didn't do any, he didn't back it up. He had a horrible game uh, and then got tossed for hitting LeBron in the midsection. Um, the winner of that series will face the winner of the Kings Warriors series. I, of course, covered Kings Warriors previously. Uh, but the West has some, uh, you know, two other great series, the Suns and the Clippers. The Suns have, uh, you know, gone up 3-1. Clippers don't have Paul George. The Clippers started out the series looking really good, but they don't have Paul George. Kawhi's had some issues, unable to get on the floor for the entire time. And uh, so the Suns lead the series. Of course, this is all about the Suns acquiring Kevin Durant recently. And Kevin Durant is looking fantastic, as is Chris Paul. 
as is Devin Booker. They look really, really good. Uh, they could very, very easily come out of the West to the NBA Finals. Um, so we shall see. Uh, they were great last year and, of course, lost that infamous Game 7 to the Dallas Mavericks in Phoenix. Uh, nobody's uh, gotten over that game yet out there, uh, out in the desert. That's for darn sure, including the players in the team, uh, the, the whole organization. So it feels like, uh, you know, uh, the Cl- Suns have the upper hand, should beat the Clippers, and uh, we shall see. And last night, the, the Nuggets, best team in the regular season, best record, number one seed, so to speak. Uh, they were looking for the sweep. And the Timberwolves and Anthony Edwards uh, pulled it out. So the Nuggets are leading 3-1. to one. Anthony Edwards hit a spectacular three-pointer late to basically steal the victory. And uh, so good stuff, good stuff to say the least. Um, and uh, back to back to Denver, uh, and the Nuggets still hold a three-one lead. So you know they're they're sitting pretty, you might say. I talked, of course, about the Celtics and the Hawks. Celtics beat the Hawks yesterday down in Atlanta to take a three-one lead, headed back to the Garden, and the winner of that series will face now, it's official, the first sweep of the only sweep of the uh, first round so far. Uh, 76ers, they won the series 4 nothing, ousting the Brooklyn Nets, who uh, and they did so without Joe Embiid. So, boy, you have to give them all the credit in the world. They won on Saturday. Uh, so the 76ers will face winner of the Celtics-Hawks. You have to believe it's going to be the Celtics. And, boy, can that get the juices flowing. Uh, their history is unrivaled. You, you could easily make the case that's the best rivalry in the history of the NBA. I can think back to just so many games. I mean, and the rivalry has continued. There's bad blood. I mean, Doc Rivers, for gosh sakes, is the 76ers coach. He, of course, led coach Celtics for years and won the championship in 2008. Um, so I can't even begin to overstate the excitement in both cities if those two, uh, end up tangling. Um, you know, one of my favorite memories of that series is of course the the Sixers were down, uh, went into Boston to win a game seven. Uh, these were the days of Larry Bird and of course, we all remember Andrew Tony from the Sixers, the assassin. And they went into the old garden, won that game when everybody thought the Celtics would win. At that point, the Celtics always won those games, period. And uh, so that was the day. Uh, this is a history lesson, kids, as they say, I'm pardon the interruption. Um, that was the day that the beat L.A. chant was invented. Never forget it. Uh, so again, when it became obvious, the Sixers had the game in hand and they played a spectacular game, legendary. And, uh, that's late, late in the fourth quarter, the rumbling started and the cheer started. And, uh, it lives to this day, as we all know quite well. 
And uh, yeah, the beat LA chant was born in that game, early 80s, I believe. And uh, so never forget that. The only one in my mind that's even in the conversation is Lakers Celtics uh, because of their fabulous finals over the years, stretching back to the days of Bill Russell, Jerry West, Elgin Baylor, on and on and on and on. Um, so, uh, again, really on the assumption the Celtics will close out the Hawks, and I truly believe they will at the Garden, uh, which, by the way, was voted as the number one uh, place to play, or number one home court advantage, uh, best arena in the NBA. I loved it. Uh, just recently, within the past week, I thought that was cool. So you have to believe the Celtics are going to close out the Hawks, and the Celtics and the Sixers will be meeting in the Eastern Conference semis, and that is going to be juicy, put it mildly. And lastly, the other first-round uh, series are still in the East. Interesting, Giannis has not been playing, has an injury issue. So the Heat have... Uh, have a 2-1 lead. Kind of hard to believe. Um, and especially without Tyler Hero, who uh, injured his hand. Uh, so big game tonight, 7.30. Uh, the Bucks need to win that game, um, to put it mildly. And uh, it'll be in Miami. So uh, that's going to be really, really fun to watch. Uh, you know, it's a must-win game for the Bucks. Will Giannis play? I'm guessing yes. And how how effective will he be? We shall find out. And uh, so, again, definitely going to be uh, a very, very sneaky, intriguing game. Um, again, add it to the list. I don't know. I keep saying it. Every, every night there's must-see TV in pretty much each sport. Uh, hockey and basketball. And lastly, the other first round series is the Knicks surprisingly uh, leading the series with the Cavaliers who were the four seed. The Knicks were right behind them at the five seed. Uh, but they're up 3-1 and Madison Square Garden is rocking again. It was great to see it on a Sunday afternoon. Of course, all the celebs just like out in L.A. were there. And uh, the Knicks looked Fabulous. Jalen Brunson, Josh Hart, uh, so much so that Julius Randle was able to sit for the fourth quarter. He's been battling some injury issues as well. So they won 102 to 93 and uh, holding the 3 1 lead. And so that is going to be uh, uh, a series worth watching, to say the least. Back to Cleveland for the next game. Uh, and given Donovan Mitchell and the season, the Cavs have had, uh, it, it's, it's basically going to be their last stand. You have to assume they're going to play well, especially Donovan Mitchell, who was really contained by the Knicks. Um, so that's going to be fun to watch. And, uh, but the Knicks are looking really, really good. Uh, they're on a roll. No other way to say it. Uh, and so that, again, uh, very, very intriguing game. Again, you know, keep saying it's the best, arguably the best two weeks of the year in sports at the beginning of both hockey and NBA playoffs. Uh, and although last week was great, 
this week's even better because now we're into, uh, you, you know, series clinching games, games fives, game sixes, game sevens, nothing like it, elimination games. And uh, there's just nothing like it. So uh, I think we've covered the NBA, but we still haven't really gotten to hockey other than my highlight of the week. Uh, being both the Bruins and Celtics winning yesterday. Uh, so why don't we take our break now, and we'll get into some hockey next segment. So don't go anywhere. America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on The Voice America Variety Channel. It's wild discovery this week on The Revolution as Jim Travin guests embark on far-flung adventures. First, it's offshore fishing in Alaska and Belize with Lucas Hogue of Hogue Wild. Next, we'll be upland hunting in Arizona, South Dakota, and Maine with Callie Parmley from Wild Upland. Then monster bass in Turkey and Texas with Yamaha's own Scott Newby. The Revolution is presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Saturdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in every Friday to get your weekend kickoff early. Join the legendary G. Keith Alexander for What's Hot Harlem America. The flagship show of the new Harlem America Digital Network has something for everyone. From the latest in entertainment to empowerment, health and wellness, and more, we'll bring you a variety of fresh viewpoints, voices, and ideas. What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander can be heard every Friday at 1 p.m. in New York and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, 
Welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports, and I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And last segment, we talked NBA basketball playoffs. Now we're going to turn our attention to the NHL hockey playoffs. I talked in the first segment, my co-highlight of the week were Bruins and Celtics. Covered the Celtics uh, and the Bruins part of it, but uh, now I want to focus in overall on the hockey playoffs. Uh, starting with the Bruins, what they did down in Florida, going down to Florida after losing game two, being embarrassed in game two, going down to Florida without their two leaders, Patrice Bergeron and David Krejci, veteran leaders, I should add. They didn't even make the trip. And the series is tied 1-1, and they go into Florida without those two guys even coming going to Florida. And they win both games. And they were nasty. And gut check time, all-time gut check series, uh, or a couple of games in my mind. Very, very chippy and nasty. Uh, so game five, back in Boston. Bruins have a 3-1 lead. You have to expect them to close it out. Uh, but I'm down here in the Tampa area and, uh, was at a packed establishment on Saturday evening for the Tampa Bay lightning Toronto Maple Leafs game. Uh, and it was just a great game. Uh, kind of shocking with the lightning up one goal giving up the tying goal in Emily Arena in Tampa. Uh, the first game back in Tampa after the first two being up in Toronto. And basically, uh, they gave up a tying goal with uh, about almost exactly one minute left. Shocker. Given the Tampa Bay Lightning's DNA, they've been to the finals three straight years. One, two, then lost last year to the Colorado Avalanche, as we all recall. Um, but, and then they lost in overtime. The Lightning did, and we all know the, I just mentioned their recent championship DNA, and I think we're all pretty familiar with the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, record. Uh, They haven't won a playoff series in 20-something years, maybe around 20 years, Um and they were absolutely thrashed in game one by the Lightning. Uh, 7-3, I think it was, uh, up in Toronto. And you talk about their loyal, loyal, very impressive fans jumping off the bandwagon. I, I don't want to say that because they're true blue fans, uh, but they're just sick of it. <laughs> haven't won a playoff series in 20 years. Uh, so their disappointment and anger was screamingly obvious it just loads of pressure were put on the Leafs for game two with not a whole lot of hope and they just come out and scored like and I watched I was in Tampa for a watch party and the lightning fans there was a great great event uh right in downtown Tampa for game two up in Toronto and uh seconds into the game the Maple Leafs scored and then routed the lightning and their 
all-world goaltender Vasilevsky, um, and tied it up. So both teams won big up in Toronto, and then Game Three comes back to Tampa. Again, I'm at a packed establishment. It's Saturday night. Uh, Tampa fans just fired up. Great game, and you just have to believe the Lightning are going to win that game. And uh, the Leafs again, you know, tied it tied it up, forced overtime, tied it up with a minute or so to go, forced overtime, and won there. And the shock, for lack of a better word, uh, was screamingly obvious uh, on the Tampa fans inside Amelie Arena. They could not believe what they had just seen, uh, nor could I. <laughs> and uh, so, game four tonight, still in Tampa, back at Amelie. Watch party again, right out in front of the arena, which is really cool, um, where they all sit. Uh, in front of a massive screen and a big plaza outside Amelie Arena. I've been there before for playoff games and regular season games. Uh, and, you know, they have a bunch of Adirondack chairs that are there. But of course, a lot of people bring their chairs. So Saturday night was packed. I expect tonight might be even more packed. Feels like pretty much of a must-win game for the Lightning. Uh, fortunately for... Tampa fans, the the Lightning have pretty good pretty good record in must win games, uh, with two Stanley Cup titles in the past three years and got to the finals last year but lost. Um, so everybody's expecting the Lightning to come up big, but you have to ask the question. After the Leafs won two and three, uh, the way they won Game Two uh, in dominating fashion, and for them to pull out that game. And Amelie on Saturday night, again, with a goal in the final minute to tie it, won in overtime. It didn't take too too long in overtime to do it. Um, you just have to wonder, is this Leafs team finally got that something special that uh, none of them have had for years and years? I can remember the Bruins when I was up in Boston uh, coming back from a 3-1 lead in, in impossible fashion. Um, I think in one of the games, they were down three goals in the final few minutes, and they pulled it out. So, I mean, there's a horrible history for the Leafs. But uh, that certainly wasn't the case on Saturday night here in Tampa. And so you have to just wonder, uh, is is this their year to at least win a playoff series? And if they win it, it'll be against the Blue Blood, uh, the reigning champ of the Eastern conference. Uh, so you can't break the streak that they got going in any more of an impressive fashion than, uh, than what the Leafs are than by than being the Leafs to beat the lightning that would serve notice to everybody. The winner of that series is going to face the winner of the Bruins, uh, Panther series headed back to Boston Bruins three, one lead. Uh, and again, I just referenced the history. If, if it's the Leafs, the history between the Leafs and the Bruins who have met often in the playoffs, uh, in recent years, uh, and beyond. 
Uh, it's, it's all in favor of the Bruins. Trust me, I just mentioned the impossible comeback they made, not only down 3-1, I believe, but uh, but down three goals in a particular game. It's legendary in Boston. Uh, so that would be interesting, but I think I know what I want to see. You know, Down here in the Tampa area, I want to see Bruins lightning. I could actually see the Bruins here in person. And, uh, and I think really most hockey fans want to see that, that, that particular series, you know, let's just say going into the playoffs that, that that's a juicy series to use a hockey term, uh, that, you know, of two of the, uh, best franchises in all of hockey period, no other way to say it. And, uh, so that would be fun. Really fun. Uh, and I think that's what a lot of people would like to see. But again, uh, because again, certainly the two best, you know, going into the playoffs, uh, the one that you would have looked at on the bracket and picked out and say, oh, that would be a great series. But if the Leafs can pull it off and face the winner of the Bruins Panthers, again, I feel it's going to be the Bruins and I think they're going to win it in game five back in the garden then that would just be uh, full of intrigue. Again, you know, that would be the Toronto Maple Leafs trying to break their streak of 20 years without a playoff series victory. Uh, that, that would be in spectacular fashion if they were to ever, ever in a million years beat the, bo- uh, the Bolts, the Lightning. Everybody calls them the Bolts down here or the Ning. Uh, and then to go on to face the Bruins and potentially beat them. That would just be, you know, face the Bruins if they end up getting around to by beating the Panthers. Uh, that would just be uh, really, really some special stuff on behalf of the Leafs. And at that point in time, you just have to say uh, the Leafs are for real. Uh, and this is, uh, you know, a special team that is looking to break a streak that uh, has just been, uh, it's a thousand pound weight on their shoulders. It's a piano on their shoulders. and But they have great fans. You know, we all love watching uh, those games from Toronto, at least I do, where, you know, those fans are out in the plaza uh, outside the arena, which I've been to. I've been to Toronto and the, seen the size of that plaza and how electric that atmosphere is. It was never more electric than Saturday night when they scored the game-tying goal with a minute left and then won in overtime. That was like as wild as I've ever seen that scene <laughs> um, out in front of the arena. Not uh, So good stuff. Uh, just a great series, uh, you know, between those two. And again, tonight, must-see game um, here, here in Tampa. So... It's going to be fun, uh, and really just can't wait to tonight. The whole city of Tampa is revved up uh, big time for tonight's game. It feels like a must-win. Can't go back to Toronto down 3-1. That's for darn sure. Um, and But it's not the only thing that has people excited about uh, down here in Tampa. So why don't we take our break now, and I'll talk about what else is getting fans in the Bay Area excited We'll do that on the other side, so don't go anywhere.
A little birdie told me Voice America is on Twitter. Follow us at Voice America TRN. Listen for Go to Health Radio, featuring host Jonathan Marks and health experts from around the world who bring evidence-based education from Western, alternative, and holistic practices. We bring together you, seeking relevant and proven information for your healthcare needs and reputable healthcare experts and companies who offer quality education for your benefit. Monthly, we also share continuing education for medical professionals. Listen live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. Millions of people do not have children. Around the world, becoming a parent may be an unrealized dream and increasingly a deliberate choice. Yet our experiences remain largely unacknowledged across cultures, families, and friendships. Unconscious bias in public and workplace policy, media narratives, and educational content often renders us invisible. New Legacy Radio reveals these missing stories through the perspectives of our community and allies as we work to achieve meaningful change that recognizes our true and diverse experiences. New Legacy Radio, Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to Melody Edmondson's The Space of the Waste radio program. This companion piece to her successful guidebook series, The Space of the Waste, focuses on body types and how to make your waist length flattering, no matter what your body type is. Guests include designers, merchandise managers, factory owners, and more. You'll also find out what accessories will complement your body shape and waist length. Tune in every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Worst Macro listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I am your host, John Inglesby. And as always, I will give you my pick of the week for appointment viewing. And it's tonight's Tampa Bay Lightning hosting Toronto Maple Leafs game four. At Emily Arena, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, Must-see TV, like I've been saying throughout the show, because there's so many playoff games and hockey and basketball that are indeed must-see TV. But I closed the segment talking about how excited everybody is here in Tampa Bay for tonight's game. Uh, But they're also excited about the Tampa Bay Rays. It's incredible what they're doing. The record is 19-3. They're 13-0 at home, and I was at... The thirteen game game thirteen of their win streak. Uh, so the last time uh, they were, and uh, I shouldn't say that it was their thirteenth win in a row to start the season, uh, not the thirteen and zero home. Tough to keep these thirteen and zero win streaks straight. Um, and so I was at the record tying game, uh, their thirteenth win in a row to start the season, which tied. I believe, uh, you know, a a recent record, uh, you know, uh, since the 1900s or something like that, the St. Louis Maroons, I think it was. (laughs) But as far as a couple teams in uh, the 80s, they they tied them. I was there. It was fabulous. 
was it, uh, last Thursday a week ago, uh, weekday game, 21,000, just great take. Well, they've continued it on. They did lose the next night, uh, their first game of the year up in Toronto to the Blue Jays. But the record is sterling. Again, they're 19-3. and They're 13-0 at home. They've hit a home run in every game. This is just crazy stuff. Uh, a home run in all 22 games. They just are flirting or setting or about to or close to tying records that are going back to the 1800s. Like I said, the St. Louis Maroons and other teams uh, whose names still don't leave live their Chasing, uh, you know, looking for the best 40 game start in MLB history. Um, you know, and I'm reminded, of course, as I said on last week's show, with the Detroit Tigers, who started, I believe, 35 and 5 in 1984 and were just coasted literally right through to the World Series win. And people were thinking about that already down here uh, in Tampa. So just really. Um, riveting amazing what they're doing uh and tampa is you know just beside themselves i'm just about 10 minutes from the trop tropicana field where they play their home games and uh and tonight begins to, to tonight's really again feels like a really big game because it's the Houston Astros as in the defending world champion Houston Astros are coming to town they're in town by now tonight at 6:40 eastern time uh Astros at Rays uh the Rays with that sterling record the Astros being the Astros of recent years good and bad <laughs> and I don't mean bad with their record I, I think you all know what I mean with their uh cheating history Anyway, they're they're a great team. What can you say? Um, so yeah, so everybody's excited. Tonight's going to be one of those, uh, shall we call Boston type nights, where there'll be some scoreboard watching. Uh, certainly, the fans in the Trop will be watching closely what's happening down the up the road in Tampa with the Lightning. And rest assured, the Lightning fans themselves will be keeping an eye on the uh, the Rays game. Uh, see if they can keep this unbelievable start to the season going against the defending world champion, Houston Astros. It's going to be fun. And the other big story in baseball that just has me quite excited. Uh, I grew up in western Pennsylvania. And the Pittsburgh Pirates are off to their best start and get this 30 years, early 90s. I was at a playoff game at Three Rivers in the early 90s against the Atlanta Braves, which is when the Braves dynasty was born. And unfortunately, uh, the potential uh, dynasty that everybody thought was coming with Pittsburgh, the team, you remember that team, Barry Bonds. We've heard of him before, right? Barry Bonilla, Andy Van Slyke, Doug Drabeck, on and on, great team. I, I like to call them the greatest team that never made the World Series. Um, but anyway, Pirates, let's talk about this year's Pirates off to their best start in 30 years. And <laughs> it's just amazing. Uh, they have the best record 
in the National League. It's 16 and 7. Also, all, all this amazing because it's the Pirates we're talking about um, who have just been dormant for so long. And it's really, really upsetting for the great fan base of the Pirates. Um, they're on a seven game winning streak. Um, and there was even a good story over the weekend of them calling up a minor leaguer who had played over 1,100 minor league games, um, 13 years, I think. He's been in the minors and got called up to the Pirates. Uh, so just a real feel-good story to go with the feel-good story of the Pittsburgh Pirates. You know, one of my earliest memories is going back to, you know, the World Series wins with Bill Mazeroski to uh, Roberto Clemente. Mazeroski, of course, in 1960, Roberto Clemente in the 71 Pirates beating the Orioles. The 79 We Are Family team, which I was at a lot of those games. Uh, winning the World Series, Willie Stargell, both on both the '71 and '79, we are family teams, um, and just, uh, and that's it. You know, uh, that was the last one, and uh, the fan base is just incredible down in Pittsburgh for the Pirates with that deep, rich history. I grew up going to games in Forbes Field. Have continued to follow them, go to their spring training games They're down in Bradenton or uh, wherever else they're playing on the Gulf Coast of Florida the last number of years. And uh, I can't imagine anybody, any baseball fan, who's not enjoying the Pirates having their best start in 30 years. Uh, they're one of those teams. Their history makes them a team that certainly everybody, every baseball fan is aware of. <laughs> and uh, and so they simply, uh, you know, this is getting uh, the baseball world's attention. And it's about time because they haven't had a lot of attention for decades. And uh, who knows? Anything is possible. So hopefully they can just keep it going because that would really add a little uh, spice to this baseball season. No doubt about it. So, thank you all for listening, and as always, I appreciate you listening to All Around Sports, tuning in, and we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern Time. Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.